What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 139, and it is Wednesday, October 17, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. For somebody who basically, like, did went to work and then went to school right after that, now yeah. you're doing this podcast, you're kind of chipper as hell right now. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got a renewed sense of energy. You know, it's like when I st- when we start the podcast, when we go live, I just feel like, you know what? I'm I'm on it now. It's like a switch. It's like Bree mode without any botches. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm good. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, man. Yes. Uh, thank you for all for tuning in once again. It's another Wednesday night, another week of events. Um Got some th- got some things to talk about for sure. Got a yeah, we do. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, some movie reviews, uh, comic book uh, recommendations, as well as a serious uh, uh, issue which has been going on in um, you know in a certain country and a certain wrestling organization, which we'll get into uh, uh, momentarily. Um, but yeah, man, things have been things have been going things have been pretty crazy. Um, We'll talk a bit about the wrestling real quick. Uh, last night's was uh, SmackDown's 1,000th episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You got to do one thing. What's that? Got to shout out our sponsors. That's right. Yes. Thank you. Studio Regent Headphones. Not just a reason. Any Studio Headphones. Yes. All right, make sure you go to uh, studio.com for better, high-quality, affordable and fashionable headphones. Mm-hmm. You know, just go to studio.com and use the new promo code Codex Podcast yes. to get 15% off at checkout. That's right. And free shipping in the USA. Bluetooth. Compatible. Yep. And just crystal quality sound. Ooh, all over my body. See, why you got to take it to... You, you, just <laughs> took the, you took it too far. You took it too far. You made it uncomfortable. You made it weird. Is it weird? Yeah. It's a good weird. That you just made it worse. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Kyle? <laughs> Thank uh, you. Ah, yeah. Yes, uh, the most diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi, and one of the three glorious hosts on the UWO Urban World Order podcast. What the hell has gotten into you? You have <laughs> never, never what? referred to anybody as going, especially that, especially Kyle, because he's a Roman fan. Well, I mean, but well, nobody's perfect, but you know, I say I say him, Eddie and Brian are glorious because their podcast is fire. You know, so if you're a wrestling fan, yo, check out UWO, man. Definitely. And also check out the new podcast that is out that is out right now. Is in another wrestling podcast called Wrestling is Trash. You know, it's hosted by the uh, good friend he helps us out tremendously mm-hmm. from his name's B Rob from the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. If you mm-hmm. remember back in what was it March, April? Yeah, around that. Yeah, that we did. We was a guest on their show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, make sure you definitely check out Wrestling Is Trash, which is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. So. That's right. That's right. And speaking of wrestling being trash, let's talk about SmackDown One Thousand. Man, listen. <laughs> Which took place last night in the our nation's capital, Washington D.C. <sighs> For the one thousandth episode of SmackDown, I got I managed to watch uh, well 
three segments. I watched uh, Becky Lynch's interview with Edge. Um, wasn't bad. Eh. Which wasn't bad. You know, Stone Cold Becky Lynch. And uh, I watched uh, Rey Mysterio versus Shinsuke Nakamura, who's uh, apparently he's a U.S. champion. I forget that he has a belt. Um, I forget that he's on TV. Yeah, that too. And uh, also uh, The Undertaker plugging Crown Jewel to the sound of booze for very good reason, which we'll get into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did he? Who mentioned uh, UWO on Twitter? Wrestling is trash. B Rock. Ah. Oh nice. my God. I put up a po- I put up a tweet. So I said, can you just imagine? Yeah. The Codex Prime podcast, the UWO, and the Jabba TS podcast. Shout out to them. <sighs> on um on the same show. That's the Royal Rumble of Wrestling Podcast right there. Yeah. Man. Make it so. Oh, oh, we can make it. We can make this happen. We could. We could. And everybody said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Yes, just bring it, like The Rock says, who's too good for WWE programming. Hey, more power to him. But yeah, SmackDown 1000, uh, what was another thing? Oh yeah, Evolution uh, reunited, and uh, Batista dropped the truth bomb against Triple H. I honestly never, like I really had to think about it. I was like, holy shit. He said, one thing Triple H has, he's done it all in his business, except beat me. I was like, well, damn. That that is true. Apparently, yeah. Triple H has never gotten a a win against uh, the animal. And uh, Drax. Uh, oh, so I kept thinking. I was like, look at Drax. Yeah. Uh, Drax. <laughs> <laughs> and um and with that, you know, of course, Triple H will have to get the win if they ever do compete in another match. Um, because Triple H always gets the last win. Ask Sting. Um, but. Yeah, and ask the Undertaker, but then again, Undertaker's you know you know he's kind of broken down. But no, Triple H ain't necessarily the same either. No, he's not, but he's still much more mobile. He's younger, <laughs> like five by what five years? Yeah, around that. And at least, uh, at least uh, baldness looks right on him, unlike the head bald kid Shawn Michaels. Man, that hurt. It still hurts. Yeah, would it be better if he wore a wig? No, because the wig comes off. It'd just be, it's just humiliating. We don't want to humiliate the guy. Yeah, I mean, he was fighting. He was fighting a massive battle against his hairline towards the end of his wrestling yeah, career, he was. and uh, you know he gave up. You know, you know, and and as a fellow member, a card carrying <laughs> member of the receding hairline club for men, I for one am happy that uh, HBK owned his truth. He owned his truth when it came to his hairline, and I for one give him the stamp of approval when it comes to that because some men are just really insecure and they fight against the tide to uh humiliating humiliating results and uh you know you just laugh at them but i mean i'm receding but it's not that far back give it time give it give it another year yeah my, my dad's jeans will kick in so fast yep you'll you'll join us you know kyle knows the truth we all know the <laughs> truth yeah but uh, but yeah. While we're on the wrestling tip, um, I do want to get into my thoughts on uh, WWE Crown Jewel and also the controversy. Uh, surround. Get into that now. Well, let's I, wait. Let's wait. I I, I do. I I no, do no, want to no, get I'd into rather, it. I'd rather wait. Why? That's gonna, I feel like that's gonna that's got to be the meat and potatoes of this of today's episode. But I got so much to say. That's why it should be the meat and potatoes of this. Uh, so you just want to eat? So you I mean you just want to? You just want to get into like the, 
like you just want to get into just build it up, right? Just yeah, of course. It's what you do. Just want to get into the foreplay, man. But anyway, foreplay is good. Anyway, uh, I feel like that's gonna be taken out of context if somebody listens to it. It definitely will. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I not saying that's what she said? <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll talk. We'll get into our thoughts of of Crown Jewel uh, later on. But um, I do want to get into some other things that I've been up to. Um, as you're sharing the episode, uh, first I want I do want to give a quick uh, comic recommendation. Um, for anyone who's a fan of DC and also a, fr- a fan of Brian Michael Bendis, um, you can check out his uh, mi- his six issue miniseries, which came out this past summer, and it's The Man of Steel, a six issue miniseries. This is the first um, the first uh, uh, iteration of Brian Michael Bendis's uh, Superman work. So, if you want to get into the current Superman series as well as the Action Comics run with uh, Brian Michael Bendis uh, post uh, issue 1000, then start with The Man of Steel because it actually sets the tone and it establishes uh, certain uh, storylines that are being explored currently in both the main Superman series in the DC Universe and Action Comics. Uh, This one um, explores... um, the you know uh, Superman Clark Kent and his family Lois Lane and their son John Jonathan Kent and also a new villain who's been introduced into the DC universe uh, this uh, warrior named Rogel Czar who is single handedly responsible for the destruction of Krypton and he arrives to Earth with the sole purpose of of killing the last remaining Kryptonian being Superman, as well as his son. And uh, he has his reasons for destroying Krypton and having so much hatred for uh, for Superman's former homeworld. And, man, when you read this series, yo, you instant when you see some of the stuff that Rogalzar does, it's like, man, you want Superman to kill this dude. You want him to snap his neck, like Henry Cavill did in Man of Steel. Like, this one, like... Rogozar is an interesting villain, and uh, it gives Superman a, a, a compelling story. And for those who you know who've and, and I've made this criticism about like you know the Superman problem, like oh how do you make him relatable because he's basically inv- invincible except for Kryptonite and magic. You know the fact that is uh, you know Brian Michael Bendis like this Superman is really interesting. Like he's a uh, he's a family man. He's got you know his wife Lois Lane who's a, who's a very interesting character herself, and also. Um, their son Jonathan Kent, who's just discovering his powers, you know, being an adolescent, you know, he has, he he has a, a family to look out for, and uh, and that makes Superman himself even more interesting as well. Uh, Super Supergirl also makes an, an an appearance as well, and I and I do like her inclusion in in this series, and um, it does make me want to read like her series as well because uh, it goes into some further details some further storyline uh, threads that are established in Man of Steel so if you're interested in Brian Michael Bendis he's one of the great uh, comic book writers you look at his stuff in Marvel and look at his stuff with uh, Man of Steel his Superman series is definitely something you should definitely check out not to be missed um, I also watched a really one of the best films of the year uh, this past Friday it's a uh, uh, directed by our hometown boy Damien Chazelle, who's the Oscar winner of La La Land, and uh, he di- and his new film is called First Man, which stars Ryan Gosling and Claire. Oh, Ford. okay, okay. Yep, and in this film, uh, First Man, Ryan Gosling plays Neil Armstrong, who was the uh, first man to walk on the moon, 
And uh, this film takes place in the 60s from 1961 when he was a test pilot to the moon landing in 1969. And man, this film was incredible uh, from start to finish. Like this is one of Ryan Gosling's best performances. Um, he's, he's such a, uh, uh, he's, he does such an excellent job at internalizing where like you could tell, you can read a lot of emotions on his face, even though he might appear stoic because he has to bottle a lot of stuff in. And, um, you know, you know, in, in the beginning of the film, like he, he suffers a family tragedy, like his young daughter dies from cancer. And, there we go. Uh, and, you know, and there's a scene where he's in a study and he just like, just full on cries, just like lets out like a howl of emotion. And then like the rest of the film. Three, two, one. The rest of the film, he just, he's just, I didn't cry. Okay. The rest, the, <laughs> the rest of the film, you know, because of his work, you know, as a test pilot and as an astronaut, you know, for NASA, he has to compartmentalize a lot of his like emotional, you know, his, his feelings. And uh, throughout the film, like it's inc- it's an incredible exploration into not only his work but also the the rest of the NASA NASA team, the the brave men who actually who actually uh, risked their lives and and several of which who've lost their lives along the way in in, in NASA's um you know space race you know testing um different um aircraft and whatnot. Um, I I really like the beginning of the film where where Ryan Gosling he he's actually flying this um, supersonic jet and he's like on the edge of the earth, on the edge of the earth, like the atmosphere, there's like the earth, there's like the blue haze of the atmosphere, and then there's like the blackness of space. And it's like really silent. And then it's like super intense because it's like he's going fast, but then it's like, it's like he's diving and it's like, man, that's scary as shit. I could not do that. Uh, Um, Now, was there a sex, was there a part of the movie where it shows them they were actually like, I know for the moon landing, they actually had to train in Iceland. Um, they didn't show, they didn't show that, um, they did show, um, I actually, I actually wasn't aware of that. Um, they showed a part where, um, they had to, um, sit in like this gyroscope in this chair, which goes like really fast rotating in all directions. I want to do that. Oh, like there's this scene where like him, Neil Armstrong and like the rest of the pilots, like they have to, they have to like, you know, undergo that because like simulating zero g and like fast speeds like they all puke one after another in the bathroom and then like there's a next scene where they're just like completely out of it like damn near unconscious they got like puke stained jumpsuits and then the professor comes in it's like all right all right gentlemen let's learn about physics and rocket science and that's like god damn (laughs) it's like talk about the grind I can yeah, I can definitely imagine. And big shout outs to um Wildman Congo. He tuned in he just tuned into the chat. And yeah. uh he actually said November fourth, come see him wrestle at the black box in Providence. Right on. And and he also said that Ryan's the man Ryan's the man because he bagged Eva Mendez. Tell about who's Ryan? Joey? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Oh, okay. Yeah, speaking you just you was about to mention Joey Ryan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to his episode of the Stone Cold Podcast. Okay. It was actually quite interesting. Hmm. All right. I'll definitely do that. But yeah, man. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of intense sequences like that. Um, and um, you find that, you know, death is a constant part of the job. Like he's gone to uh, too many funerals, like too many colleagues of his dying on the, you know, like from like mishaps and accidents. So there was more, there were other um, like people that were supposed to be on that mission. Um, like they were training for that. They were yeah. training for it, but they end up dying in the process. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, like there's one, there's one scene in particular which, like, I won't spoil the details, but I was like, that's a horrible way to go out. 
And like um uh Buzz Aldrin, um he's like a he has a small role in it. He's played by Corey Stoll. He was the main villain in Ant Man, the first film. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. like him. He was and, in uh, House of Cards. Yeah, and, and House of Cards. And like, yo, like I don't know if Buzz Aldrin was like this, but in the movie he's kind of portrayed as a smart ass and a dickhead. <laughs> Cause like like he Somebody's gotta be. Cause like like mind you, like there's a scene where like they're like at the like the post funeral like gathering. And like they're just like they're just talking, and then like um, and then Corey Stoll's Buzz Aldrin's like, well, since John died on the job, you know I'm next in line, right? And everybody's looking at him like, motherfucker, like, like okay, like, like he's the type of dude who says punchable things. Like, <laughs> think about what you're saying, and if what you're saying is worthy of getting punched in the face, then you might not want to say that, especially at a funeral, no less. <laughs> but, but yeah. But yeah, like the whole the whole look of the film is dope. Like it's it's shot in this like super sixteen millimeter most of it, so it's like that super fine film grain look. So it kind of has a look of like a documentary shot in the sixties. Oh, okay. So it it has that really classic look to it, and the sound design is is amazing, and the score by um, uh, Justin Hurwitz, who also won in the Oscar for best score for La La Land. Like this score was awesome. Like from like it gives you a sense of like triumph and like solemn. You know, solemn dedication. Uh, you can find the you can find the soundtrack on uh, Spotify. It, it's an incredible score. I do recommend checking it out. Um, also, the cinematography by Linus Sandgren, who also went for La La Land, it was also uh, tremendous. Like I mentioned before, with the sixteen millimeter uh, film film stock. Um, also, Claire Foy had a great performance as Neil Armstrong's first wife, who's who's dealing with a lot of frustrations. You know, just with the fear of like not maybe not seeing her husband again potentially with all those dangerous missions. Mm-hmm. And of course, like the moon landing sequence, which was incredible. Um, there were some older people who who were in my screening, and um, they were probably teenagers or kids at the time of the moon landing. So when that sequence was playing out, like I heard a lot of sniffling in the audience, like, <laughs> like, like they were tearing up, like, like, like they were there for the first time, like as kids watching the moon landing live. Like that was how well done the sequence was. But yeah, man, first man. Uh, definitely one of the best films of the year. Damien Chazelle. This is his third film uh, right after Whiplash and La La Land. Again, man, yo, Providence, Rhode Island, man, doing big things. I hope, hopefully, hopefully him and Viola Davis can link up on a, on a, on a project because I would love to see that happen. He's worked on other films. Yeah, I think he did a short film of Whiplash. No, um, I'm on his Wikipedia page right now. So yeah. he directed Guy and Madeline on a park bench, mm-hmm. Whiplash, La La Land and first, you know, first man. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, definitely check it out. Like especially like if you're if you're fascinated about like you know Neil Armstrong and like the space race, and also check out some other interesting films too that are like good companion pieces, like The Right Stuff, which came out in '83. Uh, f- not not the new kids on the block. You knew that was coming when you <laughs> I, said it. I did not know it was coming. <laughs> um, let me see what else. For all mankind, an extraordinary documentary uh, about the moon uh, missions, uh, the Apollo moon missions that came out in 1989, and also Hidden Figures, which came out two years ago, which explores another aspect of the space race. Yeah, you enjoy. Yeah, I remember you joining about that one. Oh yeah, that was really good. So yeah, First Man in theaters now. Please check it out. One of Ryan Gosling's best performances, Damien Chazelle, take a bow, man. Great, one of the great, uh, most talented directors right now working. All right. Yeah. And, uh, 
What else? Um, other than that, just been you know just catching up on some other comics. Um, like I said, Man of Steel, I recommend. Uh, one oh, there's one there's one that I really recommend as well. Uh, it's a horror. It's a horror uh, themed comic. Mm-hmm. It's called Juke Joint, and it's published by Image Comics. Um, the first issue is out now. And it's written by, oh, I'm, oh, gee, I wish I had the issue with me. Um, I forget the name of the author, but uh, she was actually a, uh, a survivor of domestic abuse. And um, as part of her therapy, and, and explains it at, at the end of the comic, like uh, when she went to therapy, uh, she was encouraged to start writing about her feelings and experiences. And through her, through her writing, she came up with the idea of juke joint. And... Man, this is fucked up, yo. This, yo, just like this, just like this meme I saw on on blurred beams on Facebook, like with the John Witherspoon. This comic had me feeling three ways. Me fucked up. Wow. Like, there's a whole scene. There's a there's a there's a scene where you know there's this ju- there's a sub- spelled a ju- J O O K. That's right. Yep. Joint. And um and there's a there's a the juke joint is just like this place in um uh in the bayou somewhere in, in the in the backwoods and everywhere you go in the juke joint there's different signs that says respect everybody keep your hands to yourself and if you step out of turn even a little bit you gonna get got in the most grisly way like there's a like I knew this was a comic for me. When I I read it and then there was this, like there's like some white dude like uh, disrespecting one of the one of the black uh, 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 patrons there, or or leads at the evening if you will, and uh, you know he gets kicked out of the juke joint, and you know he's he's you know walking by himself and then all of a sudden you know that same uh, that same sister that he disrespected says why don't you come over here you 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 really looking for a good time huh and he goes yeah he's looking for that chocolate and. Um, you know, she leans in for a kiss. You know, it's all sensual. Then you turn the page, and next thing you know, whoosh, his bottom jaw is ripped off. Like she rips his jaw, his bottom jaw off, and his tongue is hanging out. Like, whoo, <laughs> that shit got me fucked up. And I was like, wow, this is the comic for me. And I bought it, and I cannot wait for November seventh when the next issue arrives in stores. Ooh man, Image Comics, you done did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to it. I can get to Image Comics later. Yeah. Um, oh man, I, I I do want to pull up the name of the author who who who's writing that series. I'm literally on Image Com. I'm I'm literally like trying to find it. Yeah, I'm gonna do a Google search right now because I I do want to share uh, the the name of the person who wrote it. But man, if you are a fan of horror and just like really just really shocking. Like on some borderline cannibal Holocaust type stuff, you might want to check. Don't out. compare nothing to Cannibal Holocaust if you ain't never seen the movie. I've seen some screenshots, and that's all I need to see. Uh, I, you know what? I want to issue a Cannibal Holocaust challenge. No, eat a full meal while watching that movie, sir. Carl, no, we, we will not issue that challenge. Rescind that. It. Ignore no. that. No, 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 no. Let's do it. I'm not doing that. No, let's do it. No, that's you. you I'll speak, do it. You speak for yourself. I ain't I'll doing do that shit. You could do it. No. You could do it. Mm-mm. If you could eat pineapple pizza, you could definitely like do that challenge. Sir, how dare you compare pineapple pizza to a borderline snuff film? Easy. 
This is trash. Pineapple pizza is sexy. You you would do God the words you choose. Pineapple pizza is delicious. Okay, it's not. It is. It's not. It's like two two distinct flavors making love to your taste buds. How could you not like that? First off, that's what she said, and then second of all, like gross. No, all over my body. It's like Mama June doing hot yoga. (laughs) Oh. Anyway, um, uh, the author of Juke Joint is T. Franklin, and the uh, uh, the, the artists the artist is Aletha Martinez. Uh, so yeah, check out Juke Joint if you're a fan of macabre, grisly horror. Uh, the next issue comes out November seventh. I'm gonna subscribe to it. I might ask Reed to put it in my box. I might subscribe That's to she it. She said. Motherfucker, man! You, you and this, this is, this is, this is what she said, man. You and your dirty ass mind, man. People love it. It's fun. Yo, you. Love, I've said you it. Love me- it. I've said it in meetings at work. Well, this ain't work. This ain't work. And yes, and yes, I agree, Shannon. Thank you for tuning in. It is perfectly timed for Halloween. You know, this uh, this Saturday they're having like a uh, speaking of Halloween, they're having like the twenty fifth anniversary of Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah, I did read about that. Yeah. Like, I saw the commercials and stuff, and I'm like, they're going to have, like, some of the original cast members, basically everybody except for Bette Midler, and I think Sarah Jessica Parker does, like, a thing, like a video thing, and, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, the original kids are going to be there. I'm like, if, I'm not, I don't know, tonight, but this weekend is just busy as hell. Mm. So, I'm going to try to watch that. Yeah. I'm going to have my sister DVR it or something for me. Okay. Yeah. You going to get the Blu-ray? You know I be, I need to because yeah. Hocus Pocus is just a classic. It is. It's a it's a cool film. It is. Yeah, I'm I'm saying that it's a cool film. Still, I figured that'd be a movie that you like. It didn't age well. You cannot do. You would hate it, basically. Nah, it's not Space Jam. Space Jam is Space trash. Say Space Jam is goat. <laughs> goat. <laughs> it, it ain't goat. No, you talk about. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that's GOAT. Space Jam is butt. No, it's not. It is. It absolutely is. It is the Dallas Cowboys of live-action animated films. Bitch, we won this week. <laughs> that's all. We yeah. had a really we had a really good game Sunday. So. Oh, who'd you, who'd you face? The Jacksonville Jaguars, which is actually labeled as the number one defense. They had the number one defense in the entire league, and we blew, beat them 40-7. to seven. Wow. Okay, that's that's actually impressive. We came to play that game. We came to play. Okay, okay, all right. So, uh, you optimistic about their chances of making it to the Super Bowl? I will always be. I'm a fan. I am a fan. I'm a fan. I will say that every year. Yeah, you will. I mean, we're we are kind of approaching thirty years since uh, their last Super Bowl victory. I know, but guess what? I will. St- I will say it every. I will say it every year. I don't know, man. I mean. I, I still say, like, the Buffalo Bills will win a Super Bowl before the Cowboys win it again. Not happening the way their team is playing. <laughs> their team is awful. No, it's the Bills. Well, from, from what I understand, from my limited knowledge of foosball. You know what, stop calling it foosball. You know what it is. You watch enough Chisel to Donna's videos. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, his his videos, man, like, the commentary alone is just entertaining. And the thing is, like, he doesn't even just do, he doesn't just do football. Oh, yeah, he does the... He does like, he'll do, like, some wrestling stuff or whatever. Yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't do more wrestling videos. You know who you know who you gotta follow to? Daquan Wiltshire. Daquan Wiltshire? Oh my god. Yeah. He's like he's ratchet as hell, but he's funny as hell. 
Okay. He he covers wrestling stuff? He covers like anime, really. Oh. Okay. So he's like a dude from the hood who just loves anime. Oh. Okay. That's a good hook. That's a good hook. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Eddie Eddie Ortiz says Cowboys. You already knew. You knew yep. that was coming. Cowboys suck. Patriots rule. Well, uh, I, I mean, we can both agree that Patriots are horrible human beings. Yeah. Patriots fans, but um, but yeah, let's talk about what you've been up to. Okay. Well, um, I actually been on the comics tips as of late. Um, I came across this was actually like in my box for like a long time. Mm-hmm. So I just finally decided to just say, you know what? Let me grab. Let me grab it. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually Marvel Legacy number one, which is written by uh, Jason Aaron and a host of other writers, and um, art by Daniel Acuna. Wait, no, Jason Jason Aaron wrote it, mm-hmm. and, it was, and the art was by Daniel Acuna. Daniel Acuna, excuse me, Jim Jim Chang, and a host of other writers. Okay, and it's actually the biggest selling comic of two, the bi- biggest selling comic title in 2017. Suck it, DC. Kick rocks, John Aponic. I see you tuned in. <laughs> Hey. Oh, we'll talk to you later. Oh, yes. We're going to talk to you later. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Okay, so basically, um, the story the story is that it introduces the first team of Avengers that were actually active in the year 1 million BC. And then the story later spans on through the history of the Marvel Universe and then connects, and it connects with their current uh, present-day counterparts. Okay. All right, so it's like a, it was like a huge like uh, Marvel lion. A huge Marvel Marvel lineup. So wait, wait. You guys look cold. Feel your pain. Sixty one degrees here. It was sixty degrees earlier. You jerk. <laughs> yeah, like for him, like fifty six degrees is like fr- frigid. He's all bragging because he's living in Houston, where it's all warm in December. Or you know, and our weather's all inconsistent. Yeah, I know. That's why when he came here and he got smoked in that debate, it was during the summer. True. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but there's like a whole Marvel Legacy line, like mm-hmm. even in the back of the issue, it comes with a checklist, and I'm like, that's a lot. Mm. Um, it's, it's interesting, and it was actually like after the after the events of um, Secret Wars, so it's like it kind of hints at a Fantastic Four uh, return. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that happened. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, will I get into it? Maybe if I can get my hands on if I can get my hands on some of the comics, and yeah, I definitely will like get. I'll definitely give it, get into it. Okay. But I'm not really in a rush to do it, but I do, but it's an actually cool, it's a cool title. Yeah. All right. Then the second one, the second comic I got into was, um, actually I got this for free at Comic-Con. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. And it's Steve Aoki presents the night, presents a neon future, mm. which is a title that's published by, uh, Impact Theory Comics is written by Jim Kruger and Steve Aoki and are by Neil Edwards and Jeremy Raypack or Rap. Yeah, I want to say it's Raypack. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's actually centered. The story is that it's centered around Kita Sobe, who was a mysterious figure modeled after Steve Aoki and he, who's, who strives to bring peace in the midst of a of a brewing war mm-hmm. by showing the world a brighter future in harmony with technology. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it takes place thirty years into the future as well. Okay, so I actually um, it's it's a pretty interesting read. I don't know how long it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be an ongoing series or just like a small limited series as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it's I I was actually rather intrigued by it. Okay, and um, you can actually I actually took a picture of it. 
you can actually get a free digital copy plus exclusive artwork and upcoming projects if you go to um, comics. Yeah, you you do it when you join the web the the newsletter at comics.impacttheory.com. Okay. So free shit, get it. Yeah, man, by <laughs> all means. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then uh okay, we already checked out. We already went into the very lackluster obvious that they had the obvious that with all the pay-per-views and other events that they had going on, creative just Basically, put something together mm-hmm. last minute. Yep. That we call SmackDown 1000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, even the thread was dead on Wrestling Fantasy Warfare. It was. <laughs> it was. I was just like, man, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like my, my cousin from Wisconsin, shout out to her. Mm-hmm. She FaceTimed me. Yeah. Just asked me if I was watching it. We talked for a little bit. I got off. And the thread was at the same exact spot where I left it. Wow. So I was like, oh, man, this uh, this event was bad. Yeah. And, like, mind you, like, the main roster stuff, like, the past couple of months have been trash anyway. Like, it's unwatchable. Yeah, solid matches. I actually did like the tag team match with um, the Usos against AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Okay. That was a pretty solid match. Um, it was only, like, very few. Mm. And then they tried to get cheap pops with the plethora of... Pictures of Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yeah. And there was one with China. I was like, damn, they're both gone. Yeah, that's true. Ugh, RIP. Got yeah. too soon. Yeah, another thing, too, while we're still on the wrestling tip, I want to ask you, before I get into my next comment. Yeah. So yesterday on Wrestling Fantasy Warfare, I put together who my Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. of SmackDown stars. Okay. Okay, mine was Taker. Mm-hmm. Edge, mm-hmm. The Rock, yep, and Eddie Guerrero. Man, there it is. I'm saying, who would you? Who would be yours? <sighs> Dang, uh, man, that's. I don't think I can do better than that. But if I had to, if I had to try, like Eddie Guerrero would have to be on there for sure. And of course, The Rock. I mean, SmackDown. Yeah, it's his namesake. Um, I would put Batista on there. I was that was an honorable mention. Yeah. Put him on there and uh dang, who would be another SmackDown SmackDown star? Uh I don't I Lesnar from his first run? Mm. First run Lesnar. Not I hate the world introvert. <laughs> Lesnar. I would say I would say it's like an honorable mention. Um, I don't I don't know. I was gonna Cena? say Cena. Uh, well, let's think about let's let's think of this a little more. MVP maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, not. MVP was more of a SmackDown guy. Yeah, he was. Um, maybe. Maybe it, well, it's, it's kind of a cheat because it's a two for it's a tag team. Uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick. <laughs> I used to love them as a tag team. They were really good, especially that la- that four way ladder match at Armageddon No Six. Mm, okay, the one with Joey Mercury busted his face, got his face busted open. Yeah, I went on the I went on the network just to like find that match. I was like, I had to see if they edited it out. Mm, nope. Oh, good. As is. Yeah, that was one of the nastiest uh, 
botches I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Hmm. But anyways, back on my comic on my comic tip, my last one, Saga Volume Nine came out. Mm-hmm. And holy shit! In my opinion, it was the best volume yet. Oh, really? Shocking. Okay. Shocking. I can't even like get into it. For those who don't know, Saga is a publication by Image mm-hmm. Comics, and it's basically I compare it as like Star Wars meets Romeo and Juliet in a kind of rated X way. That's a good. That's an apt description. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, because you have the story follows uh, Marco and Alana, which were two different sets, two different species, mm-hmm. and they were in love. They were two star-crossed lovers from two different. Um, well, one's a planet, and one's from one's from a planet, and one's from their moon. Yeah, and their love was basically forbidden. Yep, and they have a child together, and they're trying to raise the child. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and that's like, the basis of it, and there's like a whole mess of adventures and characters that they come across with throughout the without since 2012. Like that was when um, I believe it's 2015. Was it? No, they said it's been saga's been around since 2012. Yeah, let me let me look that up. 2012. I mean, that sounds like that sounds like a bit too far back. Cause I'm pretty sure it was like yeah, 20- March. Of, yeah, publication date was March of 2012. Okay. Present. Yep. All right. Yeah, with 54 issues. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. It's an incredible series if you haven't read it yet. Shannon J. Harley is going. She's going along with John Aponic because she's in Florida. <laughs> uh, see, like all, all, all you warm weather, uh, you warm weather residents, man. See, see, here's the thing. Like, I, I wish, I wish Rhode Island, like had warm weather year round like if it was christmas 75 degrees you can walk outside with your margarita you know for, you know it's like, crazy like a couple of christmas no it was 80 degrees here yeah if you left the house you would know that that's global warming man that's not good it's not I, good at all listen i enjoy that moment though i hate wearing coats yeah you enjoy that until like we're we're, in, we're living in a literal hellscape in 20 years no we'll probably be gone by then shit but oh my god this comic like i want to do a because of this past it, this past volume of saga i want to do a saga episode wow that's that good it's that good and um one thing i did learn too and it really pissed me off what? and it's really going to when you finally catch up to it it's going to piss you off yeah Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples, the artists and create and um, writers of Saga, yeah, they're taking a hiatus after this latest issue. See, I knew it. I knew they were taking a break because, like, I didn't see any new uh, issues out. In Not the since Fifty Four. Fifty Four was the last one. Yeah. So yeah, but basically, it was due to burnout, and they have also decided that they they felt that they need to let the story breathe for a while. Okay, I can understand that. And then also with the with its heavy plots. Mm-hmm. You know, the writers felt that the, their themes and stuff and their plots were, like, hitting home. Yeah. Oh, Like, wow. hitting too close to home. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, like, they're taking their own work a little too personally, sounds like. Yeah, but that's, but it made great content. Mm. Like, you know what? I, I, will, I, will, I will definitely uh, read Saga Volume 9 post-haste. That'll be my next read comic. the fuck out of it. I like, will. Like, right now. I will. Well, not right now, but like the second I walk out of this door <laughs> to go home. Oh, I will. Read it. Oh, I will. Like, like, n- make no mistake, I will. Because I've I've been a fan of Saga 
like for for like the past three years. I have like the first eight trade paperbacks, and like the on all the issues for volume nine. So yeah, I'm gonna definitely get into that. Okay. I want you to hit me up as soon as you're done with fifty four. It's like that. Yes. Okay. Okay. I will. I will. I will write it down. Hit up Carl when you read your 354. He's not even like gibber jack, like chicken scratching. He actually, he's actually writing that. Yeah. Just to let you guys know. All right. But it was that good. It was literally the be- I can honestly say it was the best volume I've read of Saga. Oh, right on. That's what's up. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, like, Image Comics, man, like, nine times out of ten, you'll find something, like, awesome and, like, worth worth collecting. Like, Spawn. Following. Spawn is still going strong. Uh, have you read a Medieval Spawn and Witchblade, that miniseries? Not, I remember seeing it, but I never had a chance to read it. It came out, like, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, from what I from what I've heard, I, I I am curious about the new Witchblade series that they've launched. Oh, recently. there must be a new one then, because I remember yeah. there was one like way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, this is a new one. It came out like months ago. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah, too many comics, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is sure he came out today. Oh, have you? Did you buy it? I didn't get. It. I didn't buy it. Yeah, I'll probably buy it, like this pet this weekend coming up. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'll, I'll definitely add that to my collection. I've been looking forward to that one. But yeah, so many comics, so little time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, anything else? Anything else in your, uh, think, your I, agenda? I've been watching that show Rel on um, Fox, which with one? Little Rel Howery. That's called Rel. Yeah, nah, he has I'm... like a little sitcom and stuff, and it stars him, Jess Hilarious from Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, Sinbad. Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad. That's what's up. That's what's it's up. actually pretty funny. Okay. All right. I didn't, I didn't even know he had a show. Yeah, it comes on after Family Guy on Sundays. Okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Sunday nights, a little like quick news and headline. Yeah. The Walking Dead's ratings continue to plummet severely. Really? First of all, they said that the last week's episode, which was the um, the season premiere, yeah, was the lowest in the entire like was the lowest premiere in the entire show's history. Damn. Yeah. That's not if that's not a sign to hang it up. I don't know what is. And the ratings have gotten lower for the next episode. <laughs> oh, it was to the point like I honestly like I I have it on while I'm at while I had it on while I was at work. Yeah. But it's like I really wasn't paying attention to it. I was like, okay, I'll try to catch some parts here or there. Mm-hmm. But then it was like I could just I'll just read it. Yeah, just read the synopsis on Wikipedia or yeah. something. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's it's that time. Yeah, man, it, that that show that show has gone on way too long. Yeah, exactly, and like last the last season's finale would have would have been perfect. Mm. And they finally got Negan, and guess what? That should have been it. Yeah, you know it's like they're trying to continue, trying to come up with more excuses to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, there, and there's there's no need to at this point. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like um, it's like you're you're like you're the man for like for a number of years. You're a, but you're a veteran, you're like so popular, and then your body starts breaking down, you know, and you, you, your dentures fall you out your kiss mouth. You my ass with this Undertaker. <laughs> you you got to replace both hips, you know, you're, you know, you're in the ring and you're, you get winded in five minutes faster than Stephen Amell did in his match at All In. It's depressing, man. And they both still did, they both still did their thing <laughs> in, their protect, in their perspective matches. <laughs> <laughs> 
kiss my ass. <laughs> but yeah, man, Walking Dead. Oh, this should have it's been time. canceled. It, it's time. And uh, like Andrew Lincoln, he's he's leaving the show, and, and, uh, and um, Lauren Cohen. Yeah. That yeah. One. So damn. Just give it up, AMC. It's 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 gone way too long. I mean, it's, I know they're still working on Briggsland. Okay. Which is a really good series, which is a really good comic series. So I will, I can't wait to see that in the big screen. I mean, not the big screen, the small screen. Mm-hmm. And what was I going to say? I would love to see Saga as a oh. TV series, but the only way that could work is if it's animated mm-hmm. and either on HBO or Netflix. Yeah. That's the only way. You cannot put Saga on network television. Hell no. Not by a long shot. And it has to be done extremely carefully. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man. Uh yeah, it's moving away uh from all the from all the great comics talk. Let's let's get into our main topic. Yeah, you've been uh, ready. You've been ready. Yeah, we're talking about a WWE's uh crown jewel controversy. Um now, for those who are unaware, uh, WWE's event, uh, their second event in Saudi Arabia, will be taking place in November, uh, which which is the exact day? I think it was like the first November second, which is the same yeah. day I'll be at Rhode Island Comic Con. But there is yep. one thing we do gotta get into before we yeah. What is get that? Into that? What is that? We gotta do one more shout out to our sponsor. Yeah. Okay. Studio headphones. I know you even want to. But... Yeah. Cause it's it, it's it's really screwing up my flow, man. It's I'm like, so cause it's like we we keep, we keep this is a this is like the third time you talking about. Let's talk, talk about Crown Jewel. Oh, let's talk about something else. I know, I know. Well, after this, real quick, shout out to Studio Headphones. Make sure you go to studio.com and make sure you use the promo code Codex Podcast, our new promo code Codex Podcast, to get fifteen percent off your purchase. And as always, free shipping in the USA. Okay, go at it. Okay, yeah. back. to... So yeah, Crown Jewel uh, taking place November second. This is uh, WWE's second uh, event in uh, Saudi Arabia, and this is uh, the first one being the Greatest Royal Rumble uh, back this past spring. Uh, this is uh, bankrolled uh, in 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 large part by the uh, Saudi government and the Saudi royal family. Uh, it's a part of a uh, um, Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, or known as MBS. It's part of his uh his uh. 2030 initiative to make Saudi Arabia a more progressive and I put that in air quotes uh, <laughs> nation because um, as uh, recent events have un- has, uh, have unfolded, this is anything but progressive. Um, uh, and this story is larger than WWE. Um, there was a uh, journalist uh, who was also an American resident named uh, Jamal Khashoggi, uh, who was also a, uh, a journalist for the Washington Post. And he was also very critical of the uh, Saudi uh, current Saudi regime. And um, on, on October second, uh, he he was seen in Turkey visiting uh, the Saudi uh, consulate, and he was there to get uh, I believe he was get, he was there to get some um, uh, paperwork done for his uh, marriage to his fiance. And uh, surveillance footage uh, shows uh, Jamal Khashoggi entering the uh, consulate on October second. And he never reemerged. He never came back out. And um, fast forward to like almost two weeks now, and it's been reported by, um, and this has been reported by the New York Times that um, uh, Turkish uh, government officials have said that um, that uh, Jamal Khashoggi was killed by uh, by uh, members of the uh, 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 Saudi uh, 
Saudi um, agents who are affiliated with uh, MBS and the royal family. Um, they said that he was uh, he was tortured, he was dismembered, beheaded, his fingers severed, and um, and like the the killers showed up to the concert with a bone saw. So they, yeah, they butchered him yeah, to stuff death. That you see in, it's not stuff that you see in movies. Yeah, yeah, stuff that you see in like a like a sound like a horror movie but this is unfortunately very very real and um because of this um there has been a huge public outcry uh from fans and also even some republican and democratic senators for wwe to cancel crown jewel and in fact on social media there's a hashtag going on cancel hashtag cancel crown jewel um apparently at wwe uh, they have done no such thing as of now they have said that they were quote monitoring the situation and um, if you watched uh, this week's episodes of Raw and SmackDown, they, they're, they're still uh, airing, uh, uh, promoting Crown Jewel, but they're not mentioning the country that it's taking place in. And according to some, some reports, um, there are several members of the main roster that don't want to go to Saudi Arabia to perform. Um, they haven't mentioned them by name. And so WWE, they're taking a lot of heat. They've already taken a lot of heat for their first event. And also with this event coming up, um, I believe that WWE needs to do the smart thing and the right thing, and, and they need to cancel the hell out of this event. And and I do want to make this clear that um, that I am that I'm, that my animus is not with the whole country of Saudi Arabia because I, I'm pretty sure that there are people who are just as upset about this. Um, my 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 ire is against the uh, Saudi royal family and the government officials who have basically sponsored the murder of this journalist. And and it speaks to a larger issue too, with um, you know, to touch on you know President Trump, who has long said that that journalists are the enemy of the people. He has said that Trump has said that in those exact words. And with the with the death of this journalist, and with Trump turn around saying that, well, I spoke with the you know Saudi Crown Prince, and he denies it, so I believe him, which is pretty much Trump's stance on the whole thing. So this is just ugly all around. Yeah ugly all around it is it is um, i didn't know too much about it like i met you did send me the article earlier um yeah. i met i read most of it mm-hmm. at, at least up to the details and then i got like sidetracked and stuff because i read it at work yeah shame on me <laughs> <laughs> but, but i noticed that this was this was a, a hot commodity so i tried to like spread the word like as much as possible that we were going to be talking about this and i spread it to like most of the Facebook groups on our perspective Instagram accounts and stuff to just to get like some um some opinions, some thoughts from various people. Mm-hmm. So I mean one person from the Puriso Spirits News and News and Discussion Group, mm-hmm. which is basically a group that mainly discusses uh pro wrestling and mainly Japanese pro wrestling. Yeah. But they but you know, I threw this on because they 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 would definitely be WWE fans as well. Yeah. So one person, Julian Sterling, also said, "Crown Jewel at the Tokyo Dome." Mm. That's what my stance is. I think like, as of right now, I think okay, because it's already been advertised. Mm-hmm. The talent's like already like set to go. I'd say just keep the event, but just move it somewhere else. My guess would be just MSG, just to. I would say just bring it to MSG mm-hmm. just to keep, because, you know, WWE's kind of rocky with MSG right now, especially with that New Japan, uh, ROH New Japan event that's going to be happening in WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Like, bring a big event to there. Bring it there mm-hmm. just so they can, like, start 
rebuilding that relationship that they once had. Right. And you'll still get your paper. You'll still get your advertised pay per view. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So one, yeah, like I said, Julian Sterling said Crown Jewel at the Tokyo Dome. So I replied, although that would be fire. Mm-hmm. New Japan would step in and prevent and prevent that, like Vince did for the MSG event. Yeah. So and another one, and he also responded, "I don't know if New Japan has that kind of leverage, but I would love to see Maru Fuji in the World Tournament. Excuse me, we're not going to call it the World Cup. Mm-hmm. That is the U.S. Open. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Shout outs to Rusev for that one. Mm-hmm. And um, Mr. Black from our friends at the Jabba Tears podcast basically just said, "You know what? Leave it up to the talent. Mm, like make it voluntary." Yeah, because I Randy Orton actually is from what I one of the headlines I wrote. He said, "Let's still, he's up for still having it over there," because mm-hmm. you know. But then it, there's just so many, there's just so many like factors that come into play. Remember, Linda McMahon is the she's part of Trump's cabinet. Yep, as um part of the small business small business administration. Administration, yep. yeah. So then they did say like, even though that is a private business like deal that they have with you know with Saudi Arabia is but it's just still like it's a bad look it is and it, it, it is yeah and especially when you uh, account for um, other other american businesses who have actually pulled out of deals that they made with Saudi Arabia in light of uh Khashoggi's death where for example like Richard Branson who's like one of the world's biggest billionaires like yeah. he had like um, some sort of business deal going on with um with the Saudi government and he pulled out um, uh, in light of this news. And, um, and with that, it's like, and, and plus like there's another component too that makes, that makes it even more, more problematic for WWE. Cause if you remember back to their greatest Royal rumble event, right. like they were airing a commercials, a propaganda commercial, which was basically touting how progressive in a, and I know, remember, I remember that, that Saudi Arabia was like Jeddah was like the city of Jeddah was for example. And like they were airing that like maybe like two once twice maybe three times during that yeah broadcast. just to say hey Saudi Arabia is not so bad yeah you know we allow women to drive now you know as of last year and and like and well at the time we thought you know what we bought into it yeah we, we were, did we was like you know what good move you know they're progressing slowly mm-hmm. but surely yeah and. And and apparently, like I've uh, even even more digging says that uh, people who actually live in the country or live in the in the Middle East region said that they see an entirely different picture where they see even that back then for like what it was was like pure propaganda like MBS is anything but and his regime is anything but progressive and um, and also it puts WWE in a weird spot because like they're as part of their deal they probably they probably have to you know air those commercials out because let's say that they do go through with Crown Jewel. And the fact that they have to air those progressive commercials during their event in light of what just happened. It is it's looking like a big front. Yeah, it's a big front. And um and it's like it's basically blood money at this point. And it's like, yo, like, do you really need this money? And and plus it's like it shows you it's like, you know, just because somebody or some party, some government, some, you know, some entity has the money. And just because a deal seems tempting, it doesn't mean you have to take that deal. I mean, right, they're not the same like WWE, they, like they mind you, they already paid, right? I think they already paid, yeah. And I, th- and I, th- I think they signed a ten-year deal with Saudi Arabia, 
So I don't know if how long that's going to last because, you know, other stars have signed 10, 20 year deals in the past and that hasn't gone through. Like Bret Hart was a famous example. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elliot, oh yeah, what were you going to say? Well, another thing I was saying is like, all right, well, because we know, like I said, there's a lot of money involved. There's, you know, the whole 10, <clears throat> the whole 10 year deal. So yeah. at least for now, like for now, move the event somewhere else. I would love to see another event in Wembley Stadium. Oh yeah, like and you could still the new Wembley Stadium because SummerSlam '92 was in the old one. Yep, and they built a new one. Have one, you know, have it there. They've been doing a lot of UK stuff in the UK. NXT UK just premiered this premiered earlier this afternoon. Yep. Oh, I, I need to watch that. Yeah, yeah. me too. But um, I, when at least just put everything because I'm sure there's an investigation going on hmm. of, around um Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah. Damn, I thought I was gonna mispronounce the hell out of that. Yeah. But um I'm sure that there is some type of investigation going on by um I wanna say what the UN would be investigating this? No, it would be from a Turkish officials officials because it happened in Turkey. Right. Oh, okay. So at least put their relationship, all events just put it on hold until they come up with a concrete a concrete like say like conclusion. To the investigation, like whether it is because, like, even though it doesn't look like it, say if it wasn't him, say if the, you know the Saudi prince was found innocent somehow, some way, mm-hmm. you know, then I'm like, all right, you still won't lose your deal, mm-hmm. but it's like then you can you can progressively you can move forward from this, and who knows things could get better. That's just me being optimistic and stuff, mm-hmm. but from what the evidence seems like, this just ain't good. No, it's like nothing good coming out of this. Oh no, and 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 also too, um, when when you when you think about it, it's like, and and, and and WWE like they're so I've never seen a company a publicly traded company that was so conscious, not only so conscious about their own public image, but WWE just loves to pat themselves on the back yeah. like, oh look at us with our breast cancer awareness, awareness. Connor's cure, Connor's cure, be a star, anti bullying. And like WWE, if they if they want to rally around something, they really could. This and this could do. And I th- I think that this could this could um undo this could like cause a lot of cancellations on the WWE network, and I would not blame anybody who does. And I'm honestly I'm on the fence at this point. I I I'm still on, wouldn't. I'm not gonna take it that far just because I simply like just I love the product. Okay. Yeah. Which is which, I I genuinely do. I mean. Like, uh, what was the best? Like, go ahead, go ahead, because yeah. I kind of just lost my. Yeah. Idol. yeah, like, like for me, like I'm on the fence on whether or not I want to keep my my WWE uh, subscription uh, because, like, because when you think about it, too, this whole this whole reason why we're having an evolution pay-per-view like evolution like the all women's pay-per-view it's not a revolutionary concept no it's, it's, it's a sorry you can't make the trip event yeah it's mm-hmm. it's a consolation prize for the women's roster and and we see and with this event which this uh Kasogi's death that exposes that even more for it what does. it really is it really does and it's like and it's like man like i just can't with wwe at this point it's like it's like you're doing a, they're doing a lot of like unethical things and that's like one step forward two two three steps back and mind you WWE had just made a lucrative i guess like what 1 billion dollar deal with Fox 
So why do they need Saudi Arabia's 40-something million dollars of worth of money? Why, why do they need that versus $1 billion from an American network, of all things? It was more than just $1 billion. Was it? Yeah, I think like Fox, I think it was like $4 billion. Mm. That's why WWE's doing so much with like branching out with the UK and stuff. And okay. Like, for one, they could just bring back some goddamn pyro. Yeah, they could. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I was at one, going back to SmackDown 1000. Rey Mysterio came out and he used to cut and pop out and, yeah. you know, with the fireworks and yep. stuff. And he just <laughs> ran. Mm-hmm. I said, God, that was awful. Yeah. That, that, that's another thing that did hurt. Yeah, no pyro. Cause I was like, like, that just, yeah, mainly just to pay for Brock Lesnar. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> like, I just think that they should. I, I personally like my suggestion. At least just put the Saudi Saudi deal on hold mm-hmm. and just move the event somewhere else. Like they could. I think that's a that's a logical mm-hmm. explanation. And then you okay? Let's say that he is definitely found found guilty. Mm-hmm. Cancel it. Yeah. Just cancel it then. But if he is found innocent, he's, even it still will ruffle ruffle a few feathers. You know, it would be un- it would be uncomfortable to some people. Logically, maybe go to Japan. And New Japan's got that territory. Hmm. Well, like even even if they did move the event, like I think that even if WWE decides to move the event somewhere else entirely, like the Crown Jewel name is already tainted. Even even if even if like um, other even if other facts find out like is the, even if other facts come out, you know. Even if it turns out that like MBS is innocent, if you will, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah, oh, yeah, I definitely like, use those quote unquote. Yeah, that. yeah, like like move the like don't even I would say cancel the event and move those big matches like Shawn Michaels' big return from retirement. Move Survivor, it to Series. Survivor Series, Survivor Series, which is like their what third, fourth biggest pay per view of the year. Like move it there. Yeah. Like, like why not? I mean, and this is kind of like you know maybe sounds trivial at this point, but like. This big return of Shawn Michaels, big return to the ring, it's already tainted. Why not move it to Survivor Series, you know, and have the big, big fanfare there, you know? just And just the fact that, and I said this last week, like, it took a big Saudi payday for Shawn Michaels to come back from retirement. From, like, in my view, the best, most perfect retirement I've seen in, in any, in professional wrestling history. Flares, and then he ruined it by wrestling, like, a couple he, months later. <laughs> yeah. Like, Shawn Michaels, like, he... Stayed true to his word, and yeah, he did for eight years, for eight years, and you know, and for him to come back under these circumstances, it's just like, ugh. Like, I I will say that like if WWE goes through with their Crown Jewel event, I'm not gonna watch it at all out of principle. I'm not gonna review it on this show. Like, you can you can watch it, you can review it. Like, UWO can review it. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna waste my time with that shit. We didn't really review Super Show. Eh. Well, we dabble on it. Yeah. Cruiserweight match was fire, though. It was good. It was very good. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, it was. It was good, and and I will say that like if if WWE like if the if the roster if a lot of them are serious about not wanting to go to Saudi Arabia, it's gonna take like big top top level main eventers to actually come forward. Like it has to take a Randy Orton, a John Cena, and AJ Styles to come out and say, "Look, we don't want to go through with this." Because if it's a mid Carter dude, yeah, they're not gonna give it to him. Like they're gonna either like bury them way underneath the undercard or fire the or wish them well in their future endeavors. endeavors. One of the two. 
So it's gonna take like I do some. Like that term. <laughs> <laughs> I do love us. See, codex. That that's a codex prime thing. You know, you have been future endeavored. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, like future endeavored or buried. Like yeah. if you're a main rot, if you're like mid mid card, but if you're like top top level, like you you have some pull. Like Vince Man's gonna listen to you or take you seriously. So well, you have to be just that cool with Vince. Like I think even though like our truth is like. Oh, like he, is he a mid card? He, he's a mid card, but and he's got like, a good thing with going with the truth TV and stuff. Oh yeah, Let's so it's, I mean, I, 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 I and he's good. He's like very good friends with Vince. Oh, right. okay, I didn't know that. So like he can, he would have like some type of pull mm-hmm. and stuff, but or even or even like Roman Reigns. You know, he's Vince's boy. He's gonna, yeah, he's Vince's boy, but, but I don't think he's. Gonna, yeah. I, I don't think he's gonna listen. To it. Yeah. If he was the guy, then Vince would listen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right there, boom. But but yeah, man. Um, I I I say that. Um, my 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 final thoughts on the crown jewel thing is that like WWE should just cancel it. Do the smart thing. Do the right thing. Do the ethical thing. Pull out from this deal and like, and as as far as Saudi Arabia is concerned, like maybe. Maybe find some find some way to pull out of the deal while give while giving them maybe like another event, some blow off event in the future. Just kind of like wrap things up. You're gonna lose money out of the deal, sure, but what's what's forty something million versus one to four billion from Fox? Think on a business standpoint. Think about that, and also WWE. Like I said, just do the ethical thing here. Cancel Crown Jewel. You, how much more money do you want? And is it worth the blood of some, of an innocent man to just promote your event? Really, really? I don't think so. Yeah. Anything else? Anything? I think that's all I got. I kind of said my piece and stuff. Um, but like I said, the posts are still up. Um, feel free to just drop a line. Feel free to drop a line. Yeah. Because I'm very interested in hearing like everybody's thoughts regarding this situation. And not to mention, like this thing is still Crown Jewel still. Two weeks away. Yeah. So yeah. anything could happen. Yeah, it could anything between could. that between that time. So it could. Yeah. So yeah, like let us know in the comments or email us at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com. And uh speaking of uh email oh, it to, is to segue into some more uh some more positive stuff. Yes, please. Uh we're hearing from our good friend of the show, the super villain John Haponic. Whose uh, subject line reads "Bring on Iron Fist Season 3. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought about you the second. Oh, my I gosh. got that alert. Go ahead. Uh, supervillains never truly die. I've been out of the loop, but don't worry. Number one, Captain Marvel looks like a generic hero film. There's nothing unique about it, and if its hook is the '90s theme and blockbuster, then whoop-de-doo. And if she's more powerful than everyone, huge pass. What's even the point? The villain is always supposed to be stronger or smarter than a single hero, hence the formation of a team that can use their combined powers to defeat him or her. On that point, I do agree with him. Because if it turns out that Captain Marvel is the most powerful and it takes her to defeat Thanos, then it's going to be like, oh, that's I just keep a- getting, I keep getting like, this is going to be more. No. There's going to be more to it. There has to be. There has to be. Oh my God! If Adam Warlock comes out, yeah, you're gonna see a grown ass man <laughs> screaming <laughs> in that theater. Oh my gosh! Uh, number two, Venom was better than I predicted. 
but still a bad film when it comes down to it. Not bad. It was still entertaining. You just hate me. Uh, whatever strides they made, it will always be lacking without Spider-Man. The Spider-Verse, interestingly enough, might actually be good, but just a rental nonetheless. Sp- Into the Spider-Verse is going to be amazing. It looks- from what I'm hearing, especially from shout-outs to um, our friends and partners, AJ, he saw the first 35 minutes of it, and he thought it was just like, oh, he's like, yo, this is... He's already saying it's going to be better than Aquaman. <sighs> And I'm sure that... Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, Number three, uh, staying safe without falling into the new Joker hype. His look is a mixed bag. Not how I necessarily envisioned his makeup, but Phoenix himself looks wicked enough. Granted, I don't understand the need for Thomas Wayne to be included, if at all. Number four, Aquaman will be great. In fact, it will be much better than Captain Marvel. And I'm going to add this, hashtag Aquaconda. I call it hashtag underwater Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> and number five, when are they going to announce Iron Fist season three? Oh wait, never. <laughs> what a cruel loss for all for all Marvel fans everywhere. People everywhere will be canceling their Netflix subscriptions now. Hey, wasn't season one amazing? It was so good. I haven't even seen season two yet. <laughs> wow. P.S. Since you're James Gunn fanboys, what characters or mission would you like him to introduce for Suicide Squad 2? Oh, that's right. He's going to yeah, be directing it. He's doing it. Yeah, he's right. He's writing it, too. Nice. Hey, he's rebounding. Okay. Um, as far as, like, the Iron Fist jab, take it. Season 2 was progressively better. Mm-hmm. But I'll take, a lot. I'll, t- I'll take an L on that one. Yeah, I ain't watch it. <laughs> but what was the last thing is James wait, oh James James Gunn uh, James Gunn directing uh, Suicide Squad 2 like what characters or mission would you like him to introduce in that movie somehow I'll say I would like to see a Red Hood mm, Red Hood and the Outlaws yeah that would be dope Jason Todd Um, you know what I would like to see an introduction of Lobo maybe like a like I know he could be his own character, like his he, own. No, nah, I rather le- I rather see Lobo as his own character. Yeah, because I because I, I think in um, is it team? I think it's in, in Titans, the DC comic. Like his daughter is actually one of the Titans. Yeah, Lobo's daughter. Raven? No, nah, not Raven. Oh. I forget her name. But I was like, oh okay. But Suicide Squad two. Um, Hopefully, like I would like to see Jared Leto's Joker put to good logical use. Like, have... him get killed. You know what? I'm a high five. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I was I was gonna say like like have Jared Leto be a compelling like main villain, but yeah, have him die at the end. I, I'd be I'd be fine with that. I'd be totally fine with that. And then have Harley Quinn, you know, be the just be Harley Quinn, just take over her his uh, criminal empire or something. I don't know. Hey, that's that. That sounds more logical than what we already had. So, yeah. And uh, with James Gunn writing and directing, you know, what? I mean, good for him. Good for him. Like, I'm glad that he's uh he's uh he's found his footing, and uh, hopefully, this will be uh another maybe the second good DCEU movie because we only have Wonder Woman so far. Okay, so hold on. Now the conspiracy theorist is waking up in me. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! What you got? So imagine if James Gunn was still working for Marvel 
So the whole thing was a front just so he can go to DC and just do more damage and actually recruit more guys to the more actors to the Marvel universe. Damn. Well, <laughs> well, first of all, that would just be like the big biggest okie doke I've seen any yeah. studio throw in history. And second of all, I don't think he needs to do all that because DC is already is already down. So you're like, yeah. why don't you just come on to the come to the light? Yeah, secretly. I'm, yeah, because DC man, they're they they've taken more L's. They've taken so many L's. You might as well name them. Shut Dallas. up. Well name Shut them up. Dallas. Shut up. Cowboys. Shut up. We the Shut boys. Up. Shut up. We got Zeke. Shut up. We got Shut Dak. Up. Throw up the X. Going to the Super Bowl. We going through, We will be going to the Super Bowl, and hey, like I said, them boys came to play on Sunday. Them boys came to play. Well, question: What is their current win loss record? Three and three. Okay, okay, it's even, evenly matched, evenly matched. Um, so they still have they still have a, a fighting chance to make it to the playoffs. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Anything else on the on the? Uh, con- you want to get oh, in the question of the week? Yeah. Yes. Wow, <laughs> you you are just like hey man, I'm I'm a little. I never seen you this excited over question of the week. Well, you know, I mean, I think John's I think John's email reinvigorated me, especially after the uh, the crown jewel talk. So, all right. You know. um, <laughs> okay, last week's question of the week was who is your favorite cosplayer? Mm-hmm. And um, Stephen Cabrera. From from Facebook yep. and um, the Gold Surfer mm-hmm. on um, Twitter said Ivy Doom Kitty. Okay. But what was good? I actually had a good laugh at this. I had to. I had to. Um, I had to save it. If I find it, Jesus. All right, here we go. Okay. So yeah. Gold Surfer says at Ivy Doom Kitty and and Amia official. And he goes, okay, I have a thing for Asian women. So Ivy Doom Kitty actually says, mm-hmm. I am not Asian. Gold <laughs> Surfer replies, get the hell out of here. No offense. I thought you were. I may ask what nationality you are. My ethnicity is Ecuadorian and Mexican. More Ecuadorian and Mexican, as my mom is very strong Gs, but my nationality is US American. Huh? The more you know. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the '90s baby, '90s kids out there. Oh yeah. So, this week's question of the week. Drum roll. If you can get all seven Dragon Balls, what would you wish for? Oh, what would I wish for? Hmm. I would wish for a superpower where I will be immune to all diseases and I can heal people with the slightest touch. Okay. Yeah. Like 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 I could be I could be like a heal I could be like a, a healer and that way like you pay me pay me a certain amount of money. Are you boom <laughs> boom you know, I, I, cured, I cured you of your paralysis, of your cancer, of your gout. Go live your life. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, 
Sentimental part, I would wish back my grandmother. Um, but I would probably say... Fortune and all four of the Fantastic Four's powers combined. Hmm. Would that be too much? Nope. I mean, like, because I, I, I was going to say, like, wish for the powers of God, but that would be too much of a chance. That's too much. Yeah. That's just entirely <laughs> too much. Yeah. And I've seen Bruce Almighty. They <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, all, all four Fantastic Four powers. Yeah. Um, would but would a drawback be like would the condition be you'd have to have the the thing skin? If I can still look normal, like somewhat normal, or probably like my hands would be like his. Mm. Or you know, like you you're get, talking whole body, whole body, like you, and you're and you're as bulky as the thing too. But you still have the power. That'll be the only drawback. Yeah. Like, but you still have the powers of Mr. Fantastic. You can stretch. You can turn invisible. You can light things on fire. And fly. And fly, yep. Yep. That would probably... Okay, the thing would probably be the only drawback. Yeah. But I do want his power, though. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, speaking of thing, because I'm just thinking about this question. Thing versus Hulk, who would win? Shit. I think it's happened before, and it ended in a tie. Hmm. I was going to say Hulk. Well, here's the thing. Hulk can like, he can turn back. Uh, thing can't. Yeah. So like, say if thing gets thing has him cornered, mm-hmm. and he's like, and Hulk's worn off. He's not angry anymore. The sun's getting real low. Yep. You turn normal. Yeah. Thing still got them hit. Oh, he does. He still got the hands of stone. He can just finish him. That, but. Bruce Banner, using his scientific knowledge, he could have a contingency plan if that happens. Oh, but then again, Thing is friends with Mr. Fantastic. He'd also have a contingency plan of his own. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be a tie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing Stan Lee always said, too. Like, whenever they do, like, uh, crossover battles, mm-hmm. they always ended in a tie. Because it would, like, save. nobody would want to read the the Losers comics anymore. No. Oh. Hmm. Okay. That's just true. Yeah. You, you just losers comics, you said? Like, I'm just saying, like, whoever lost the bat, whoever lost the fight, yeah. readers won't be interested in them anymore. Mm, probably. Like, interest would, would kind of die down a bit. Yeah. But they'll probably get back on the horse. Yeah. Um, uh, some comments here. Uh, Eddie says that he wishes to be Goku with all his powers. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with that. Yeah. You know? Um, as well as a eternal youth, strength, and money. And John Haponic says, in regards to my healing powers, what if they just cut off your hand, Vic? <laughs> I can, I can see. Heal- he has it. You have a healing factor. Yeah, I can regenerate it. Boom, bam, right there. That'd be cool. Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, oh my! I'm just thinking about that scene in Deadpool, the first one where he was growing his hand back, yeah. and he was about to. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. Go, 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 go. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I got to get Deadpool 2 and add, add it to my collection soon. Oh, I already, yeah. I made sure I got it. I got to get Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. Because I'm going to get every single. I got to get every single MCU at this point now. Yeah. I know I know Best Buy has several of the Steel books out. Really? Yep. And I know um, Target has them up. Tar- Target has them available, too. Yep. Yeah. 
That's a good collection. It is. Yeah, man. So, yeah. The comic stuff. I'm going to read more, but uh, thank you all. Saga! Damn it! I'm going to read Saga. Yes, that's going to be my next one immediately. I will I will have a, a review next week. I will talk about it. All right. Yeah. I'm holding, it to, I'm holding you to it. It's documented. Yes, it's documented. I will, I will have it read for next week. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. Um, it is Wednesday, so be sure to check out UWO's podcast uh, tomorrow. Uh, that'll be posted on Anchor. So if you're a wrestling fan, check out the awesome stylings of Kyle, Eddie, and Brian. Burials of the Week. I freaking love that segment. <laughs> <laughs> the TNA Roll Call. Who? What? Austin Aries. I want to hear them go in on that one. That yeah. was so good. That was, I found that highly hilarious. I did. That was com- that was comical. From the from the the that press conference to Austin Aries no selling after this match with Johnny Johnny Impact. Still yeah. calling John Morris. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna call him Johnny Mundo from Lucha Underground, but but yeah, man. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Tune in next week for more nerd goodness coming at you. As always, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.